Welcome to the Off the Bench Podcast, home of all things sports here in the Central Valley. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench. All right, welcome back to the Off the Bench Podcast, episode 52. Jason, how you doing today? Welcome back. Doing well, doing well. Thank you for the the love and the shout out for the last episode. Surgery went well, so doing good. Yeah, you <laughs> you're uh, you're becoming a pro now on the uh, on the on the knee scooter. We're uh, you know working on the recovery there, but uh, yeah, glad to yeah. have you back. Uh, a little post surgery now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, episode uh, fifty two today. Excited about this one. We got a uh, you know one of your old old high school classmate of yours, I guess, and uh, yeah. You know, good, uh, you know, big time local athlete. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Ryan Gutierrez, uh, class of 2000 from Clovis high, um, played at Cal, um, you know, played football at Cal, uh, you know, his teammates, you look at some of his teammates, just as some of his teammates he played with Aaron Rodgers, Marshawn Lynch, you know, just to name a couple, you know, not bad. Um, <laughs> but you know, he was, you know, Matt Giordano teammate of him and, but yeah, he was unbelievable wrestler. Um, got to know Ryan through uh, my friendship with uh, you know former podcast members. We did episode Jazz Baines and then Jazz's brother Herm Herman Baines, who was uh, you know my best man in my wedding, one of my best friends. So you know to have Ryan on the you know podcast on the episode is it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's uh you know I thought it was I thought we timed this one well because you know obviously he went to Cal. He played for Coach Tedford. Yep. And, uh, you know, Tedford making news. He's back at Fresno State now. So kind of cool timing there. Get to talk about Tedford a little bit and just, you know, what, what it's like playing for a guy like that. And uh, and you mentioned it, man, the list of the list of teammates that he got to play with at while at Cal. I mean, he that was the that was the heyday of Cal football there. So, uh, yeah, just played with played with absolute legends over there. Yeah, just absolutely hard hitting safety. Um uh, just yeah just unbelievable athlete there's you know ryan's one of the nicest people too um but yeah just you know just thankful to be able to do a episode with him yeah absolutely so yeah we'll get you out there um in just a couple minutes to hear episode 52 with uh, with clovis high grad ryan Gutierrez, and uh you know before then we're gonna you know what else is going on locally a couple things it's a little bit slow I think the biggest news yeah, the biggest news would probably be Jalen Cropper. I think that's huge. Um, Massive. You know, with, with Fresno State, him coming back, um, you know, with those weapons, you know, I think everyone's super excited, you know, because I, I definitely think he's I, – I was surprised that he came back. I thought for sure he probably would at least try to test the waters. Um, but, I, you know, it probably sounds like something him and Hayner and the rest of those guys kind of discuss because that's like, going to be a dynamic – dynamic uh receiving core and uh quarterback play between those guys yeah unreal man to get to go into another year with those guys all having a you know another year of experience under their belts to have guys like hayner cropper josh kelly jordan mims you know as a full year getting it'll be exciting to see what he can do as with the full year being the starter um man it's and then you know having tedford back and the news of this new incredible coaching staff it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year i'm excited about it and I think that just shows you what 
the trust and faith that they have in Tedford. You know, like yeah. usually with a new coach, you come, you know, like ah, do you come back, whatever, and but that just shows you what they think of Tedford and what they feel like the offense isn't going to skip a beat, and that just that says wonders about Tedford and the staff, like you said. Yeah, hundred percent. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think I think more so than most years recently. There's gonna be a lot of hype coming into next year. There's gonna be you know yep. the city's gonna be buzzing about it. So yeah, it'll be it'll, it should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. That was about, that was big news getting to you know it's always it's always we talk about this a lot, but it's always more special when the when it's a local kid, right? Local kid, local valley kid, yeah. and uh, sticking around the whole time is through his senior year. So. Yeah, love that. Uh, hope he has a hope Jalen actually absolutely goes off and has a monster year. So, um, other stuff, you know, little little bit of change over uh, at San Joaquin Memorial this week. Yeah, uh, you know, Jackie White she stepped down uh, as a girls basketball coach, which obviously, you know, Memorial is unbelievably talented with that roster. Uh, if you look at their roster with their freshmen and their juniors, like. Just unbelievable talented. Um, I said it from the beginning. I think, you know, on paper, they are the most talented team. I'm not saying they're the best team, but they are definitely probably the most talented team. Um, And, you know, she's stepping down, and I don't, you know, I don't know why, whatever. Um, Who knows? Um, I think, you know, she knows and those, you know, those players know. But she did tweet out, you know, supporting, you know, Memorial and wishing them the best. So, it's you know, so. Yeah, I thought, uh, I mean, at this point, it's it's not my job or or yours or anybody's. It's you know, there's no point in speculating. It is what it is. She stepped down, and uh, you know, I thought she handled it well. She's wishing the team good luck. That the program, you know, wished her well. Uh, I thought both sides seemed to handle it well. So, who cares? I don't. I'm, it doesn't even matter what what happened or why. Um, I think she was retired before taking this doing this job. So, I think she's probably you know ready to go back and just enjoy enjoy retirement so um it is what it is yeah and then uh you know big news too uh you know Clovis North and San Joaquin Memorial boys basketball was supposed to play um it's actually you know it's getting canceled or getting postponed they're going to try to reschedule but you know you had COVID's happening back again and you know that's one thing I think is pretty cool is that they're working together uh coach Amundsen coach Roz working together to try to you know, fix that and get that game rescheduled, which is pretty cool. Yeah, hopefully it is. It does get rescheduled because that's a that's a big matchup that they people want to see. You know, those I think yeah. those those players want to play it, coaches want to coach it, people want to go watch that game. I mean, ho- hopefully it does happen at some point. No, and that's you know, like Clovis North, they went down to uh, that Damian tournament, didn't do well, but you know they were hit with COVID. I don't think Connor played in any of the games. Jeez. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's tough when, you know, you don't have, you know, arguably your best player. Um, you know, yeah. Memorial, they actually played extremely well down there. Yeah, they did. Um, they really did. You know, Clovis West, like, you, I think, you know, they went to the Modesto Christian Tournament. They had COVID, some of their issues. So Yeah, they had – I know they had, uh, you know, I think Tyus and Jackson and uh, Martinez all had COVID issues. So – they didn't uh, didn't play at all or very much in that tournament. So, yeah, it's crazy. A lot of our top teams right now are getting hit at these really tough tournaments, and it made them it made them drop some games they probably shouldn't have. But um, right before that, COVID or did you see? I think it was the Cal High or no Max Preps rankings. Clovis West was actually number two in the state briefly. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, there was one. I think those rankings get updated twice a week. And there was one. There was a couple days there on one of those updates where Clovis West was That's cool. number two in the state, ranked ahead of teams like Sierra Canyon and you know a lot of those hey, teams that are right at the top. That's, that's where Vance Wahlberg used to be, though. That's true. Back in those, back in the '90s and early 2000s, that's where his teams. It was just they were always top ten in the state of California. Just, just consistently, that's where they would always be. Um, but yeah, it's good to see him get that program back dialed in. Yeah, absolutely. They had a they had a big time week prior to that out in uh, out in Vegas that I really think oh, got, yeah, got them a lot out. of attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good stuff there. Hopefully, all this, uh, hopefully both teams, all these teams dealing with COVID stuff. Hopefully, they can get move on, get past it, and uh, you know get settled into league and get some games rescheduled and move on from it. But uh, yeah, those are some unfortunate situations they had to deal with at those at those big time tournaments. But uh, you you know you move on, you live with it, and you know, make the best of it. And then, you know, we always kind of like speculation, but Coach A-Rax from Bullard putting some tweets about Fresno Unified and their facilities. Yeah, um, interesting. I kind of like that. Um, I, you know, I think, you know, he talked about, you know, Fresno Unified maybe just doing four or five little small stadiums, you know, 3,000-seat stadiums, which I think would be great. Um, you don't need the big La Monica's or Veterans Memorial Stadiums, you know, those – those things aren't getting sold out and close unified. A lot of times they use those for like their elementary football carnivals and different, you know, track meets and different, you know, for different things. But, you know, Fresno unified has lacrosse, you know, they have their track meets, you know, you can use it for multiple events. And I think, you know, you can, you have room on, I feel like on every campus to build that type of stadium. It just makes scheduling hard when it's only Sunnyside and McLean are the only two schools that have a stadium. And, you know, like just for the kids, you know, the kids to be able to have a stadium of their own and not have to travel and it's just so- to have the student body and the you know the local community around your school to be able to just to come to those sporting events instead of having to travel across town. Yeah, I think you're 100 percent right. It's so much easier for a kid to go to go support their team when it's right on their own campus where they're at a, where they're already there. I mean, that's just makes so much makes so much sense. So yeah, I loved. Uh, Love seeing what Coach Arax was doing on his Twitter there, just kind of pointing out some some facts there and saying, "Hey, why don't we have this? Like, there's a lot of stuff here that we 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 need to be doing." So, yeah, yeah. and he's talking about you know like all upgrading all facilities, arts, everything, and you know yeah. just it's and you know and it's investing back into the kids. Well, I think uh, for a long time, you know, Clovis, Fresno Unified has seen a lot of athletes move towards Clovis Unified, right? Trying to go, kids want. They see these the bright lights and the great facilities. Well, even like Central, like how many kids from Fresno Unified have left to go to Central? Right? Yeah. Like it's, you know, like it's nothing like, and I, I'm just saying like how like if for a Bullard kid, right? Like if I'm just a, like if I'm just a Bullard student body and I live by Bullard, how often am I going to go drive to go watch Bullard play if they're playing at Sunnyside? Am I going to really drive across town to go watch that game? Where if maybe if it's at Bullard, I can just, you know, I can just walk across the street or, you know, like it's right there. You know, like I don't – it's just – it's tough, I feel like. It's just you get more of a student – I don't know, just – I yeah, it's just – I think you're 100% you right, more school yeah. spirit, more school pride. I think that's what he's, you know, thinking about and focusing on. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be great for Fresno Unified. It would be unbelievable, yeah. And it's, and he's, and it's not just Bullard, right? It's a – 
You know, it's always all the Fresno Unified schools. You know, well, Edison could use yeah. an on-campus football field there. Yeah, I mean, with all the tradition with Edison, and just to think, like you know, like I remember at Clovis High, La Monica when they play, they put out all their banners, this and this. You know, like all like their champs, they hang all these banners of when like Clovis High home football games. If Edison had that, and just or just like jerseys of numbers of guys, you know, like the Tim McDonald, you just have all these. The, you know, just to go in Edison to be to go to a football game at Edison on Edison's campus, but then to be able to like to go in their stadium and just see the tradition of what their guys have done that are Edison alumni of you know like that would be unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable! Can you imagine the night that they opened up a new stadium at Edison and all those dudes, oh, all those guys coming back home to see that for the first time? Yeah. It's yeah, and the you know yeah, just it'd be unbelievable just to. I guarantee you Edison had a football game, a stadium. That thing would be absolutely rocking and rolling every Friday night they had a home game. Yeah, and, and their suddenly, snack bar would be off the hook. And suddenly and all those kids actually really good. And all those their kids said, snack bar is really good. All of a sudden they want to stay there, right? There's there's Yeah. They're not going to Central anymore. They want to say they want to be a part of that that rich history that right now they don't really there's they're not really displaying that rich history, right? There's no there's no place yeah. to put it on a Friday night. So yeah, I think it's Coach Arax has something, uh, something interesting going there. It's a good, some some good ideas. So, yeah, and he's putting the, he's putting dollar signs next to it too to kind of let you know like this is you know cost value. So yeah, you know hopefully hopefully it gets done. Yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah, we you know love to actually talk to him about that too. Maybe we maybe we make that happen mm-hmm. soon. So yeah, absolutely, um, big stuff there, man. It's uh that would be that would sure, surely sure be exciting. But yeah, we've, uh, you know, we're going to get to this interview right here. We got a big one here today. I'm excited. We got Ryan Gutierrez, Clovis High grad, played for Coach Tedford at Cal. Had some incredible teammates, guys that are still playing today, guys that are Hall of Fame type guys. I mean, absolute legends. So yeah, we're going to get you right to that. Thank you for listening. This is Off the Bench, episode 52 with Ryan Gutierrez. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the Off the Bench podcast, Jason. We got another football one today, and I'm excited about it. No, this is definitely a good one. Going back to uh, my old Clovis High days, uh, this person absolutely idolized and looked up to growing up. Uh, got to spend a lot of time with him just because of the Baines brothers' connections. Um, with Ryan being, uh, you know, one of Jazz Baines' best friends, Herm being one of my best friends, I got to spend a lot of time and just got to get to know Ryan Gutierrez, and uh, it's going to be a fun episode. Yeah, how are we doing today, Ryan? Oh, fellas, I'm great. I, uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little bit humbled today that you guys selected me. So I appreciate that. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good, man. Aside from the pandemic, all is, all's well in my world. Awesome, I love it. Well, we're gonna go back. Uh, we're gonna let's go back to the beginning, man. Where'd you, uh, you know, Clovis High grad? Were you always set to be a Clovis High kid? <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny, funny story there. Funny thing. Uh, I grew up in Sanger. A lot of people probably don't know that, but I, I came out and met the Baines family uh, in middle school. So I was a Sanger banger growing up, running the streets of Sanger. My grandfather had a Mexican restaurant there, Taco Gutierrez. A lot of people great food, about it. great food. Oh, oh, it was probably the source of a lot of uh, heart attacks and high cholesterol for sure. But 
Yeah, I, I grew up in Sanger and made the move. My parents, you know, that that Clovis shiny, that Clovis glamour, that Clovis lure brought my parents out here. They're hard workers. They bought a house and picked up uh, picked up a chieftain, jumped into the middle school world. And that's that's kind of where the, that's where my story begins as a Clovis kid. Awesome. So now, obviously, we're going to talk some football here. Um, you went on and did some big things in that world, but were you, uh, did you play any other sports too? Yeah, all of them. And, and you know, in those days, you, you, you go back and you're playing, you know, baseball, you're playing soccer, you're playing, you know, all of the seasons, basically you pick a sport in the season, mom and dad need daycare. So you're, you're, you're destined to play a sport through all of the seasons. Uh, but my, but the two main sports, especially when I got to Clovis was wrestling and football, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, 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 they, they go hand in hand and, you know, I give a lot of credit and success to both sports, playing both sports at the same time. Uh, but truthfully, I was a much better wrestler than I was a football player. Uh, I just didn't like the work. I did, I did like the, the, uh, the amount of discipline and time and the ethic that went into, uh, wrestling. It was, it just didn't translate as well for me. You were an absolutely stud wrestler. I remember Right, because your senior year, you didn't wrestle. And I remember just the devastation of people finding out that you weren't going to wrestle. Uh, it was heartbreaking. I think, uh, shoot, Jay, so the story is I tore my ACL. So we're, we're finishing up the football season, and I end up tearing my ACL in the semifinals of, you know, the uh, section heading towards the section championship. And so tearing my ACL – didn't bode well for me and ended up sitting out my senior year and not participating and had to watch, you know, from the sidelines, so to speak, and miss the season. And the truth is uh, that was probably, you know, going to be probably one of, one of my better seasons. I, 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 you know, had a scholarship locked up and felt confident and comfortable with that. And, you know, it, it kind of felt like, all of that got zapped away uh, the moment that uh, Buchanan Bear fell on my leg and ended up tearing my ACL. That was your guys' only loss too, huh? That season, that field well, goal. Well, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy is so so the story. So we we played Buchanan during the regular season. That was our only loss. That's, yeah. that's the Matt Gier, Matt Giordano, uh, Mike Vote days where those guys are pretty darn good. They end up beating us in the regular season. And then we get them in in the playoffs, and and I mean we we kicked their butt. We yeah. we we handed it to them. That's when I ended I ended up tearing it in the playoffs, which was rough. No, I remember that that your guys's team was absolutely loaded, and just that class. And I always tell people all the time, like you know, like Steven Spock was on that team, and you you know, and you. I remember talking to Jazz about this. If you would have you know, if you would have guessed like, oh, one of these guys are going to make it to the NFL. I don't think Steven Spock is one of your first five guesses on that high school team. It's, it's, it's wild you say that. I think I think Steven would probably agree with that until he turned it to uh, until, he, until he hit the beast mode button, <laughs> and you know he, he gets the, the bulldog, which which is which is a, a pretty uh, I don't know it's it common common practice. You end up a bulldog, you end up turning into a beast. But yeah, it's funny because going into this, I was thinking about all of the. I mean, I ran what we ran with some wolves, Jay. Like there were, you know, you, I was surrounded by. You talk about. You you said it on one of the episodes. Like you think about the coaches that I ran through with baseball. You had Coach Patrick, but he was coaching football. James Patrick. Then you had uh, Coach Simons. 
Then you had Steve Tirapelli. You know, you had all, you had uh, Coach Noel running the softball. You had all like the legends upon legends at Clovis High. And then you, you, you couple that with, you had Chris Patrick as quarterback. The year before that, you had Kyle Biggs. And then you got Sean Erickson running the ball. You got Jazz Baines running the ball. You got some linebacker beast. You got offensive line probably weighed a good, I don't know, 275 when you like measured out. You had some wrestling champions there, Wally Waldeck. Yeah, state champions. You know, it was insane, man. Wolves, Lenny McCormick catching the ball. You had Chris Sims. Like, it was – I was probably in the middle of the pack. Uh, and you had some – you had some – you had some pack runners. And Steven, you throw Steven in there, crazy, crazy team for sure. No, like, I like I look at your guys' class and I don't know, you know, like you look at it just from top to bottom. Like, I don't know if there's been a more athletic class than your guys' class from top to bottom and, you know, in just sports in general where, you know, you have some classes that, you know, they're good in football or they're good in baseball or good in basketball or good in wrestling, but you guys had multi-sport athletes that were dominant in whatever sport they did. Man, those those were – it's funny you say that, Jay, too. It's like those were the golden ages. At least whenever I think about Clovis High, I think about we were – that was – I mean, they were that was hunters. Yeah, Jamie Southern. I think – but I also think about, like, who – who were leading these programs. And then you go all the way to the top to Dr. Rogers, who's facilitating. I mean, she'd come in, she come in, Daniel, she'd be like on a Friday night, you know, we're going to kick ass and take names. And that was her MO. And when you got like, when you got, when the, when the alpha is, is running with that mindset, I mean, it's insane. Then you throw all of the wolves together and, you know, was, in terms of like years, it felt like, you know, every single sport, those were that was just a, such a golden era, man. You remember that? That list of names you just ran through is it's it's insane. I mean, you just at the end of there, you just kind of nonchalantly threw out Jamie Southern like it was no big deal. Like at any other school or any other era, that's like that's like the best of the best. Um, I mean, like, and I'm leaving so many out. It's crazy the amount. I mean, I look on it, I think about it now, and I just think, you know, when you, it's I'm a firm believer that, you know, iron sharpens iron. I'm a firm believer that, you know, you, you, you surround yourself with wolves, you become one, right? So you got, I mean, you're talking about from, from middle school all the way up. You got the Amanda Scotts that were slinging it. You know, you got, I mean, you just go down the list of people that were in that, in those four or five year bubble there, you know, you, you got some beasts. Like I said, Kyle, Kyle Biggs, Cody Nolan. I mean, you just go down this list of tremendous athletes and it's like, you surround, you, you know, you surround the wolves with other wolves. They become this hunt, hunt mentality. <clears throat> yeah, ex- exactly. So, okay, so you, you know, you talk about your days as a wrestler, but you do kind of settle in as you know, football being your 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 main sport there. So, talk about uh, Ryan Gutierrez, the the high school football player. Yeah, I, I, as I throw those names out on the list, I feel like I feel pretty humble that I. I just, I had that mentality, you know, you, you, you want to talk about odds, right? You look at, you look at, like, I was this little Mexican kid, right? I was Mexican kid, about a buck, I don't know, maybe about, about a buck 60 when I was, when I was wet, probably got to about 170 by the time I was a senior, right? Fairly decent speed. Like I was, you know, I was like a four, seven, four, six guy, but I, I, I love to hit, like, I love to run full speed and go through something. Right. And I'm probably going to pay the price later on, later on down the line for some of that stuff. But I feel like, 
you know, uh, football was like, I mean, but, but it was ingrained in me. So you talk about running with wolves. My dad, it's like die hard. Joe Gutierrez is like, he knows all the plays before they're coming. Right. I would sit with my dad when I was young and watch and he's, he's talking plays and he's talking, you know, here's what this guy's doing. It's probably about 80%, right. Most of the time, <laughs> a little bit of 20% gap. Uh, but you know, I, growing up in, my, in a house like that, and then I had my brother who's a couple years older, badass wrestler as well. Excuse my language, fellas. I apologize if that's not. <laughs> no, you're good. But my brother, when you got an older brother who's, you know, who's like, who's, who's a hunter himself and wrestling with you and always like trying to throw you around and then you catch up to him and you finally are like, I'm the male now. I'm the alpha in the house. You know, I, uh, yeah, I just, I breathed football. We, we, we were in the days, Jay, you remember probably doing this, collecting football cards and yep. reading stats, right? I don't even know if kids do that anymore, but we were collecting cards and talking football and going out in the street. That was street football days where you get yeah. out on the street and you're playing with, come on, man. You're playing with Chris, Chris Sims and hey, and that Jazz neighborhood, games. Hey, that neighborhood games, those neighborhood games, no joke. That you guys had that squad. I mean, I was a transplant. Like I was the guy that was trying to get in your guys' games coming from Clovis. You guys out in Fancher and that Fancherhood. Yes. Oh, like ball. But that's. I think that's that's part of. I think that's part of. So when you ask Daniel, like that's part of my story. It's like it's always been like scrapper. Like I'm gonna, you know, I gotta, I gotta grind and get whatever, I, whatever I'm gonna earn out of football. Like I gotta, like I have to earn every inch, right? And so to be able to do that with other kids that. Were, you, you start shoot in Clovis. When do we start football? In fourth grade, Jay. I don't even uh, remember. Yeah, so they what. start fifth. Yeah, tackle football in fifth, like the Come elementary on, man, schools. When you, when you when you start tackle football, and uh, so I st I started uh, some some Pop Warner. If you remember those, I don't even know if they use those terms anymore <laughs> back in Sanger. But as soon as I as soon as I turned nine, yeah, it was it was on. You could join, and I was playing against you know with my brother being older. Out, my parents didn't want to travel to two different things. So I'd always join his team. Right. So I'm always getting my butt kicked. And then, you know, finally it clicked when I, when I became a sophomore and that my story is pretty unique sophomore get brought up to the Kyle Biggs era. You know, you get to go up Jay, you remember you get to get pulled yep. up for varsity football yep. to kind of watch from the sidelines. Be the, and, hey, be the practice dummies. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. But, but you get, but you were stoked to do it. You were so pumped to do it. Right. And, so I get pulled up and uh, Wetzel, Josh Wetzel's balling at safety and he ends up getting a concussion. And, you know, the legend Jack Erdman <laughs> goes down and plucks me up and says, hey, what do you think about playing against? By the way, by, by the way, you're what do you think about playing against Edison and Ricky Manning as quarterback? What do you think about that? Like about crap my pants, man. <laughs> you know, like it's one of those moments. So as a sophomore that like the, the switch hit where when Tim Simons and coach Jack Erdman are saying, Hey, we're going to get you to play some, uh, some safety in the playoffs, by the way. And I don't know if you remember this one, but they were called the road warriors. They had to win yeah. four, four through on, on the road. We get to the fog bowl at Bakersfield, end up winning the whole thing. And as a sophomore, that, that just like, that took me to a whole new world, right? It was like, what? I can play varsity football. As a, you get, by the way, Nick Diaz, Levance, Ray, yep. like you go through some, some like, Mr. I don't know. This is probably Mr. Clovis at the time. I think Levance played at San Diego yeah. State. Yeah, played at San Diego State. Yeah. Right. You like just go through this list of guys, and then you're playing against guys like Ricky Manning, you know, and some of those Bakersfield kids that became Bulldogs that are you're just this little Mexican kid. You you start to build a little bit of confidence. 
that's that's I mean that's my story with football was like okay I got I I, I they, they believe in me right so then it's like okay when the legends believe in you you you, you strap on that superpowers and you football became everything to me all of it I Which, just you know I just remember like you were the one of the hardest high school hitting like people out there just you roamed the middle and anybody that came across the middle any balls were thrown across the middle they were paying a fine and that was you just going absolutely through them oh, i love to hunt jay like i i attribute a lot of that to wrestling so you know the sport of wrestling is is you know hand-to-hand combat but i love you got to go through somebody right in order in order to do what you got to do in wrestling so my dad my dad got me into it early but then tier pelly and you probably know, Daniel, if you don't know Steve Tirpel, you got to meet those guys. Those guys, I mean, that you want to talk about wolves. You know, he, he's the guy that taught me to go through. And then you got Jack Erdman, who's calling you Rhino. You're like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're basically given a license, right? And, and it's, and football is like the one, one beautiful space. So, and I, I know there's a lot of progressives that would say like, you know, in terms of tackling this day and age, it's, it's different, especially getting to coach at Buchanan and, and coaching the new techniques. But there was something to be said about in the old days, like it was like faced up, squared up through the chest. That was like legitimately the, you know, that was the directive and you just push play on me, man. And I would, I'd, I'd do that all day, every day. You're the reason why I remember my sophomore year, right? Played football. And then they're like, do you want to go up to varsity? I was like, oh, what would I be doing? Oh, like you'll, you know, you'll, you'll in practice, you'll be, you'll be like the, you know, the offensive dumb. I was like, no. No, not, <laughs> I'm not going to be a hitting dummy. Like I've seen, I've seen what you do, seen what jazz like that. I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to go play basketball. I'm going to go play basketball. I'm good. Like there's, you know, bas- I made a you basketball guys are the best out there though, man. I, I feel like uh, you guys, we'd have to run you down before we didn't do that. You would have been all right. Jack. Nah, I was like, right. I made a business decision. <laughs> I was like, I made a business decision. I was like, Mm-mm, just go out hoop. You can't get, I'm not, not getting, I'm not dying out here. Yeah, Jazz Bay, those those guys on defense, they, they were nasty. So it's probably good, probably good decision, Jay. Probably good decision. No, yeah, <laughs> just at that time too, I was like one thirty, one thirty five. No, yeah. I'd have been broken in half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so Ryan, you uh, you know after that experience coming up to varsity as a sophomore, how much confidence did that give you coming back as a junior for that next year? Oh, you're pumped up, man. At that at that time, you get. You get thrown on a so Clovis doesn't do anything small. If you if you haven't, like especially in the old days, right? We used to have Friday night or uh, Thursday night dinners that were massive booster put together. But there, you used to always get on the poster. That was the thing. You wanted to be on the poster, mm. right? And so being the only sophomore on on that junior poster was like ah, oh, I made it, right? Like and then you see a little bit, of, you get a little bit of the glamour, a little bit of the glitz of it, and you're thinking, okay, I got some, right? And then and then. There, the weight program at that time, if you, you, you couldn't get it, like you just had to show up to the room and it was, uh, if you remember Kellum, yeah. coach Kellum back in the day, right, Jay, yes. like you're going to, you're going to put some weight on in that room with, with him leading the charge. And so part of, you know, part of, part of my story is, it's just like, you can't help but have full confidence. Now you got the meat behind it. Right. And now you, you, you got the, the weight of legend. Like these are coaching legends, man, that say you can, you can do it. Then you, you had an old coach by the name of Kendricks, who awesome guy who who said, hey, you're going to you're going to play college football. I believe it. And then as a kid, you're like, what? I'm a 
I'm a junior. I'm going to play college football. You think I can do it? And he said, oh, yeah. And he said, where, where do you think you're going to go? And I said, whoever take me for free. <laughs> and, and he said, oh, you're going to have a handful of options. You're going to have more than just one. And then after that, I, I feel like it was like, okay, all right, I'm going to buy into this. I'm going to fully buy in. And, and it was, you know, my parents would attest to it. It was try to get outside and run and train and lift and get to Bally's, you know, after Coach Kellum's workouts in the daytime and the nighttime, you're heading over to Bally's. I don't even know if they still have that, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're, you're heading over to the sports rec to go whatever it took, man. And, and for me, it was like, you couldn't, you couldn't take me away from, but I loved it. No, I remember with Kellum, you had the note card and then you'd have the star, you know, when you moved yes. up, he'd give you the star in the back. <laughs> you wanted to get on the board, man. Yes. Like, so you had the boards up, right? And you wanted the shirt. Do you remember the shirt? Yeah. Because yeah. it's... You wanted the... It was what clean and jerk. You had bench and squat, right? Those were the three boards. <laughs> yeah, you wanted the shirt, man. And I think I think the 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 genius of what they set up with their program was you saw it being done in front of you, right? And then you're part of this winning tradition, and so it's like it's like second nature. You you become it becomes the identity of what's expected, and it's it, I mean it's the set the same across the board, right? You look at all those sports at those times, a lot of championships, a lot of section championships, a lot of national baseball championships. You look at it, it was like that was the bar, but when you have legends leading you, it's like you're you you, you can't help but buy in, and all that's all you had to do, right? I'm I'm a I'm a testament to that. Look, come on, man, what percentages of a little Mexican American kid playing college football got to be ridiculously low? So you just, if you bought in, you sold out and you went all in, you know, you, you, you had the opportunity, right? So that was, that was me. That's my story for sure. Okay. So sophomore year, you have this crazy run. You get called up to varsity. You guys wind up winning it all. How did your junior and senior year go? We won it again, man. It's, it's crazy. So I guess I, I was told that I got to be a part of, I, it just became second nature, but I got to be a part of two uh, Valley championships. So I got to play on two Valley championships. Um, and then the year before that, we lost to a Redwood team with Aaron. This kid out of Redwood, it was pretty damn good. He ended up becoming a, a baseball player, professional baseball player, but he was pretty darn good. Receiver who cut us up a little bit the year before. But when it's sophomore year, semifinals, junior year, when it's senior year. And, yeah, the rest is history on that. No, yeah. I thought it was normal. I thought it was normal <laughs> to win championships. I thought it was like that just was – like, uh, you know, like it's now I've learned more as I've, as I've moved up, kind of moved on that, you know, winning championships is like so many things have to come together. And it, it's not just uh, it doesn't just come. It does not, not just natural. And then your junior, didn't you have a very good wrestling season as well? Crazy. Jay. I was so, yeah, good, good rank. I mean, I, I, at the time I looked at number like the numbers for me meant everything. Right. So I was I think I was ranked two or three in the state and feeling pretty good about that as a junior. And then I break my ankle in the section, might've been the section semifinals. So it's, I, I wrote, I get rolled on by a guy that I should have, I was dominating and I would probably would have went on to dominate, but end up rolling my ankle, snapping it and don't get to finish the state wrestling tournament. So two years in a row, two years in a row, I miss out on state and, you know, feel the weight of not getting to wrestle. And I still, I mean, I reflect on that now and I'm like, damn it. Like, it's not even about the, you know, what I've won it or whatever is about that van ride. You know, it's like, it's like those van rides over to 
whatever tournament you were going to in some Timbuktu because Steve Chirpelli is taking you all <laughs> over the state, right? You're like, where are we going? Temecula Valley? Where the heck's that? Uh, get in the van, right? <laughs> but it's, it's the van rides, man. It's the, the state championships and all that stuff is great stuff, but it's, it's for sure the van rides that I missed. And the bleach sure. and the bleach blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, I would go that far, Jack. I, I was not into that that sauce at the time, for sure. <laughs> yeah, those those guys are probably still doing that too. I see po- photos from time to time. Aaron Hill, by the way, was the baseball player. Redwood High. That's who it was. Yeah, he cut us up, man. He was a baller. He cut us up. Redwood High, Aaron Hill. I remember uh, we we and we didn't we didn't lose to them by much. I think I think they scored a touchdown at the end with a few minutes left and I remember him catching the ball. I remember should have impacting that play and I'm sitting here telling you about <laughs> what it could have, should have, what is that? 20 years ago now, Aaron Hill. That's but funny. that, I mean, that's the credit, right? Like you think about the guys that were playing at the time, you just go down the list and they, come on, Ricky Manning. It's legend. You yeah. just go down the list and he's one of, he's one of many. So, Right, so you win your championship your senior year, right? You have your injury as well, but you'd already had signed with Cal. What other schools were offering you at that time, and you know why Cal? I think I think about how much of a, a jackass I was at that time. Like you know, you're a kid, you're selfish. So at the time, I was pretty much being recruited by everybody but who I wanted to be, which is USC and UCLA, right? In the Pac-12 or uh, Pac-10. It was a Pac-10 at the time, by the way, right? Yeah. So. Uh, so Oregon, so I had committed early. This is the story and I don't share it too often. So I guess everybody will know it now, but I had, had verbal committed to Oregon. And that was at the time when they were like number two in the country, they were rolling coach Wilcox, uh, uh, Justin Wilcox, who's the head coach at Cal now was playing corner. That's how far back it goes. Joey Harrington was, was, was slinging it. Um, and so I had committed, I had taken the trip. I went up to, to Oregon with my folks first time really on a plane and, getting to travel and you're, you're, you get to see the ducks, man, they don't play around. Right. And you got Nike and it wasn't even quite what it is today, but it was still, I mean, it was just like everything. And I, I got, I got up there and uh, felt myself getting a little homesick. And so we come back, I come back and I take my verbal off the table. And the next week, what happens to my ACL torn? And so I was blessed, super blessed to be able to have everybody that was recruiting me prior um, continue. And so, I mean, essentially it came down to my, the last two choices were going to be um, either Cal or I was going to stay home for Fresno State. I'll, I'll get into a whole Pat Hill story at some point. The guy shows up with a, with a red Corvette to your house, kind of does something to a kid's psyche. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Cal – End up, end up, fortunate. Like I said, super blessed with the ACL. Everybody continues that everybody believed in, in you know, that was recruiting me prior to believe that I'd still have it after coming back, you know, from an ACL injury like that. I think uh, at the time, surgeries had gotten way better, and so, yeah. So Cal took the visit to Cal, committed right then and there. Once you head up there, you know, it's just like the city got me. It was the city, the atmosphere, the college town. Jay, you ever been? To, you ever been to Berkeley? Yeah, yeah I remember because yeah, I remember I dated Becky who went to Cal. So we like Herm and I would go. We'd go watch you play, and so yeah, we. I actually I went to quite a bit of games. That's so what I, I figured. I figured. I mean, the, the vibe. I mean, it's just, you can't like the energy. It's electric game day. 
you know, at the time they had, they had their defense, by the way, when I joined was called the hit squad. Come on. I was like, I was like, I'm destined for this man. <laughs> they're, they're hit squad. You had Andre Carter, you know, defensive end legend, um, leading the way they just had ballers, man. And so the defense was number one in the pac 10, you know, you had coach Setensich, Lyle Setensich, who's a Valley guy who's recruiting you. And he's, he's telling you, Hey, we're just going to, we're, we're going to, you're going to trigger and you're going to come down the hill and that's all you got to do. I'm like, okay, sign me up. I'm in, I'm in. Uh, and so, yeah, so that, that's, that's the story of how I ended up at Berkeley. Okay. So we got to know this whole Pat Hill story. You can't just drop this <laughs> on us and not tell us, tell us this Pat Hill story. Oh man. Come on. Come on. So you get a home recruit visit. First off it's Pat Hill, right? He's got the mustache, right? He's got the handlebars. He's talking about, you know, we're, we're going to play you anytime, anywhere. Come on, Jay. And then he shows up, he shows up to my house in a red Corvette, right? And he says, I don't know why they have me driving this thing around, but he's got a red Corvette, right? And you're like, okay. As a young kid, Pat Hill comes in. You had a, a young James Sanders at the time playing safety uh, already there, right? And you know James Sanders' stories. Yeah, from Porterville. Patriot. Killer. He's a killer, man. Him, you got Bryce McGill. You go down this list of safeties that are hunters, and you're like, I want to be a part of that pack. And then Pat Hill's breaking down the, uh, he's breaking down the, uh, you know, looking at where I'd fall in line with there. And he's like, here, this, this is where you're going to compete. I love that about him. He wasn't like, you're going to cut, he wasn't blowing smoke. It's like, you're going to come and you're going to compete. And these are the guys. And I got to tell you, they're pretty damn good. And, you know, he, he lays it on pretty thick and it's like, you know, we, we have an opportunity. We'd like to take care of your knee first, which, which meant a lot to me. So we're going to gray shirt you. We're thinking about gray shirting you, right? Where you can sit out the year and then come in the following year with your five, you know, with this, still having an opportunity to have five years to play four. Uh, but it, come on, man, it's Pat Hill. He's in your house. He's recruiting you. How can you not say yes to the guy? Yeah. I grew up a bulldog fan. Then you had, Trent Dilford days before that against the Marshall Falks, right? So you grow up in that stadium and you're watching it. If you're a Valley kid, it's like, come on, that's glorious. Well, and those those secondaries, you mentioned James Sanders, but those weren't normal Fresno State or mid-major type of secondaries, right? You had those guys were killers. James Sanders and Richard Marshall and Marcus Macaulay. A lot Macaulay. of NFL guys. A lot of NFL guys. A lot of NFL guys, man. And, they're, and, and you get a chance to join them. And as a young kid, like, you know, you're – you're looking up to them and you go watch the games and you go, you know, you go do the recruiting, you know, walk on campus, go check it out. It's like, it's, it's hard to not say, it's hard to say no. Uh, but it just happened at the time that it was Cal and the hit squad that, I mean, I, I feel like I, my heart was, was just being called there. Cal's also a nice distance. I mean, you, you had mentioned going to Oregon <laughs> and getting a little homesick, but Cal's a, you know, you can get out, you can get away from home, but still be pretty close. You're spot on. It's spot on. Like that was that was the happy medium. It was like I told my parents uh, ever since I you know got to high school. You have that. You have the you know conflict with parents moments, and I always be like, I'm heading to Wisconsin or Maine, <laughs> right? Like I would get furthest way possible, and then as soon as I got out to Oregon, you're like, okay, whoa, this feels a little, little feels a little far. But Berkeley was just about the right spot. Yeah, and it, you get you get the recruiting trip to Berkeley. It's like you get the lights. You get the uh, you get the the city. You get they take you out in the city, you know all that good stuff. Back in the day, it was it was too hard to say no. Well, but you talk about the school, right? That's not even academics. You talk about the academics, and it's good stuff. 
when we talk about, you know, we list those names like James Sanders that you could have played with at Fresno State, but that list of guys that you did play with at Cal is even more impressive. It's I again I go back to like super humbled and blessed, man. Like to be able to who would have known that Aaron Rodgers is gonna be Aaron Rodgers? We we had an idea for sure. And then who would have known Marshawn Lynch is gonna be Marshawn Lynch? You know, you go you go down the list. Lorenzo Alexander's a guy who ends up being a ten, I don't know, ten year vet in the NFL. The Bills, as well. right? Linebacker with the Bills. Yeah. 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 That dude was a D lineman, man. He was Oh wow. Yeah, he was a big defensive. He might have even been a nose shoot, I think, at the time. But he's so fast. And, I mean, he's just – the work ethic of everybody that you're surrounded with, like you go down the list, man. There's just so many – there's a kid that was long snapping, L.P. Latisseur, who was a who was a big body guy. He's, like, in the NFL for 15 years. Yeah, Namdi. Uh, Namdi Asamoah, that's right. I mean, you, you like – and then you go down the list of who's, like, coaching – you got Burt Watts at Auburn coaching deep, deep, you know, he was a Fresno state guy here coaching with Tedford not too long ago. Um, and then you got Burl Toller receiver out at Cal. You got just all these guys that, you know, there's, they were hunters, man. And those teams that I was on with Berkeley as well were, they were just talented. And then before when I got that, you had Kyle Bowler slinging mm-hmm. the ball who ends up doing pretty good. Um, you know, as I mentioned, Ravens. Joe Igbert, you go like we JJ Arrington is a back for was a back with the Cardinals for a while. You had some Justin Forsett who's back up to Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> you know what that is though? That's that's Jeff Tedford, man. That's uh Tedford at the time, you know, was was just you wanted to follow him into the into the trenches, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was that was the the heyday for Cal football, right? I mean, that was uh, you know, that big big time football era right there. Killing Stanford, we were we were killing Stanford. We, were, you know, I think I think it's a testament though to that coaching staff. Yeah, guys. Again, back to the legends, right? You got again a guy like Tedford brings something that you know not a lot of coaches can bring. A guy like uh, just like Coach Tim, Tim Simons and at uh, Clovis High. You got you got guys like that, you know. It's just like you'll you'll go to the end of the earth on that, and you'll see that with Tedford, he's coming back, right? He's got he's coming yep. back into the mix. Yeah, he's the new Fresno State head coach, going back at it. Yeah, those are those are so my my time there was always, uh, you know, I was again I always put myself in the middle of the pack. I was feel like I was one of those hard workers. You got Matt Giordano, right, Gio? Uh, not to mention, by the way, when I was coaching with him at Buchanan, you want to talk about legends? You got vote. Yeah, Mike Vote getting to stand next to Mike Vote, the legend, you know, in the Valley. You got you just go down the list, Gaines and Swain and Matt. I mean, I, I could go on forever about Buchanan Bear football right now too, just because of what Matt Giordano stands for, you know, and what he means. And I know he just stepped down recently. I think I'd just seen that, but I'm sure he's on to. I'm sure he's on to some 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 glory somewhere. Yeah, there's there's rumors already. Rumors that he might be uh jumping over with Tedford. That feels I mean Tedford, come on man, that's that's a magic. You get if you haven't spent any time with Giordano, I highly recommend you guys get him over here. He's uh he's a whole other you want to talk about another level, right? Super Bowl champion. Who would have known that? <laughs> Matt ends up having like a ten year career at after his Cal Cal days, right? Nine, eight, nine years in the NFL. Yeah. So I, I mean, I go back. I say all these names because I like, man, it's crazy. I'm now thinking about how little 
<laughs> how little my role was just when you have like so many legends and talented players. It's crazy. Now, I might be wrong on the timeline here, but wasn't there a game against USC that was like triple overtime with Cal or were you there for that? Magic. It was magic, man. Yes. So we, yes, I was there for that. And not only, yeah, that was kind of the beginning. We, that was Tedford taking over a one in 10 team, right? The year before one in 10 comes in, steps in, uh, and we end up beating USC that year. They're number, I don't know, top four in the country. We ended up taking them three overtimes. We ended up winning it. We ended up finishing the season eight and five, or we ended up winning the bowl. It might've been seven and five. It's all those hits from back in the day getting at me again. <laughs> but yeah, we ended up winning the inside bowl. Yeah, that was, I, you could tear down the poles back then. It's crazy. So you can't do it anymore. I guess they, they built after, they might've been, if we did a little research, probably find that it happened after this game, but essentially storm the field. It's nuts. People are going crazy. Down go the poles for the week long festivities. You got kids marching through classes, disrupting with the poles. That was amazing. You got Matt. Those were the, you know, you got some, some pretty good football players on those teams, USC teams back in the day. Yeah. That tearing down the polls thing that was happening to a bunch back then. Cause it happened here in Fresno too, when they beat uh, Oregon state. That's right. Yeah, no, that, and that was just soon after, I think, I think right after us and not too much longer, there was retractable, you know, and also, you know, you'd see people, you'd see uh security start blocking them, but yeah, that was a magical game, man. It was, Incredible. I think Gio had a pick that game too, actually. And we we uh, we definitely played above and beyond what I think we thought we were capable of. But Tedford does that. He 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 instills the the belief that you know you're you're the best on the field when you take it, whether you know it or not. <laughs> yeah, that was a magical game. Triple right. overtime. I want you to nice. talk about uh, the bowl game against Virginia Tech. Oh, it was a blast, man. You get so first off, paint the picture. You're in Scottsdale, Arizona for the week. You get the bowl, you know, you get the whole bowl experience. You get uh you get a chance to just run wild in the city, right? And then you get to the game and you're playing in the in a baseball. I think it's the Diamondbacks that play in that stadium. Turn it into a football field. Feels like a coliseum because they're all all these seats are stacked on top of you. And we end up playing against uh, some pretty some pretty good football players too. That Virginia Tech team was pretty good. Again, like similar to that USC game, we end up 52-49. I think it was the final score. We end up winning field goal, 52-49. You know, and it's I think Aaron Rodgers had 750 yards that game, uh, and we couldn't stop their running back Kevin. Oh, he ended up playing in the NFL for a little bit too. Can't remember his name, but yeah, those were that was a fun game, man. You that, were, that you were, was, don't kid yourself. You were the defensive MVP of the bowl game. Well, I'll tell you what, this 52 points, <laughs> 49. <laughs> Not much defense is what to, you're saying. They had a, yeah. They had to hand it to somebody that <laughs> I, I, I think I ended up making a bunch of tackles because our defensive line didn't play so well that game or, you know, or, or their, if you, depending on how you look at it, their offensive line played really well. There were some big boys though, man. That's the real corn fed, right? Like the stereotype of what you hear in Virginia. Uh, they got after us, but yeah, no, I was, I was again, humbled, man. That uh, I did not expect that Jay. I think if you asked me after every game, whether I was going to be the, cause you used to get a game ball after the games, you're going to be defensive performer. I always knew it. That game, I was tired as heck. I basically felt bruises all over my body. And then they're like, and defensive player of the game. And I, and they call my name and I'm like, holy cow. And I literally shocked. 
like first time in a long time in my athletic career that I was shocked, but it was cool. It's always cool to get a, it's always cool to get a recognition, you know, on a trophy. It's great. Do you remember? So, you know, you guys went to quite a bit of bowl games. Do you remember the, the different gifts and things that you got from those bowl games? Yeah, I, I'll tell a funny story. I think, I think people will appreciate this one. We were, we were bummed, man. So we went to the holiday bowl, right? That was the second bowl in the Pac-10 at the time. And we had USC that year, right? Uh, USC was number one. Um, I think they ended up losing to Texas for the Natty that year. But long story short, we were pissed. We, we lost to USC by, I don't know, five or six points. And we were with them. And we were ranked number five at the time when we played against them. Might have been number four. Actually, we were number four, Jay, because they only took four, top four. So whatever. We lost to them. That was our only loss. We ended up playing a late game against Southern Mississippi. And in our mind, we were ranked number four. In our mind, we were going to be playing in one of the top bowls. We're number four. And we end up beating Southern Mississippi, but it doesn't look good, right? We end up winning by, I don't know, 10 points or something. And it doesn't look good in the voters' eyes. So Mac Brown from Texas gets on the gets on the horn. He gets on ESPN in the morning and starts – lampooning for why Texas should jump over us from five to four and he gets the job done, man. And so we end up, I can't remember how the ranking ended up, but we fell out far enough that they took Texas instead of us for the Rose bowl. We should have been in the Rose bowl, Jay. I'm again, 15 years later telling you about how <laughs> regretful I am, but we end up going to the, our, our runner up is the holiday bowl, which and in any other year you're like, yes, as a Cal football player, but we just got, snubbed for the Rose Bowl. And so long story short, we got, I think we got like a little DVD player. At the time we were, we were uh, angling to get money. So this is how bad, this is why I'm pumped for the nil NIL. But long story short, we get, we, you usually get a ring after a game, but we ended up losing the game. Right. And so we were like, just give us some money. We don't want the ring. So then we could go buy whatever we want. Tedford convinces the senior football staff, the council, the football player council, I'm in it as well, to take the ring, don't take the money. And best decision probably I ever made as an athlete was to take the ring. We still have the ring. Now I have the ring, right? I was spent the money on some some junk of some sort. But yeah, that, that's a kind of a funny little tidbit. We, but we got all the stuff, like you got a, a, a portable DVD player at the time, which is that's like a dinosaur now, <laughs> you know, where you put a DVD in it <laughs> and then we got a, we got a camera you, at the time. You got a, a little, I believe it was a flip camera where you could, um, you could record like one minute bits, which was like super advanced technology. <laughs> you got, you know, you got all the kind of the swag stuff that you want. You got the watch, you got a nice little, um, both of them. We got really nice watches that had the insignia of whatever that bowl was, right? Holiday bowl and inside bowl. Yeah, no, man, it was, but it was always, it was always about that last year. I'm going to remember that memory probably more than any of those other gifts where we should have been in the Rose Bowl playing the PlayStation, I'm sure, or whatever it was they were giving away at that time. Because also too, like Cal hadn't been to a Rose Bowl and whatever. So that was like you, right? You guys were the end of the streak. Yeah, of no, listen, Jay, we were so sure we played Southern Mississippi that same night. They made Rose Bowl shirts. We should have been playing against Michigan. It was Michigan, Texas in that Rose Bowl should have been us in Michigan supposed to be a Pac-10 team, but because USC was number one, you know, whatever, I forget whatever the mechanics were of picking the team, 
we get jumped by the voters. And so they get, you know, so we had shirts. I actually have an old school shirt of Cal versus Michigan in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> that's how crazy. That's how like, we're like, we're for sure getting it. And it was, then when they, when it came, came announcement day, we get heartbreak. It was heartbreak, man. Yeah. Cause right. It, there's a long streak since Cal's been to a Rose Bowl, correct? It's gotta be like 40 years, Jay. Like it's gotta be like crazy amount, maybe more now. Might might have been forty when I was playing, and now it's like sixty. I don't know. Dang, look that up. Yeah, I just remember. Yeah, because it was always like, right? You guys are always on the cusp of getting to the Rose Bowl, and that was always the big thing: is like get to the Rose Bowl, get to the Rose Bowl. That's right, and I, I think Zach Follett years they were close again. They had some stuff happen. I think they were playing Oregon State. They ended up losing. They were like number one for like a couple hours, number one in the country. You probably don't remember this story, but they Zach could probably tell it better. Or whoever the years that they were number one for a minute or number two and then end up losing Oregon State that same night. But yeah, we can't it's like it's always what is it? Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> it's messed up, man. No, Wilcox yeah. Wilcox will change that though. I'll tell you what, they got they got a great coach over there right now, Justin Wilcox. Huge culture builder, tremendous leader, tremendous coach. That guy's gonna that guy'll do it. I guarantee he just turned down a job for Oregon. He'll do it. He's all in, man. Dang, yeah, it'll be good for Cal just to get back to those glory days. Because absolutely, you guys were rocking and rolling. It was unbelievable, and just it just seemed like too. Tedford was just producing NFL quarterbacks and just NFL players left and right were coming out of that program. That's also the reason why you guys yeah. are always ranked top ten too. That makes <laughs> makes a difference. Ted Tedford's magic, man. It's going to be fun to watch what he does in Fresno State. He, I mean, he, imagine like you, you have he has hindsight now he was in it like i guarantee you he's schemed up you know between now and when he was when he was in it like you think about when you have hindsight to something you just took the test and now you get to go retake the test oh come on tedford tedford is going to do some stuff here i believe it you have any good tedford stories oh man i'm a ted head through and through. I, I got one. I got a good one. This is a good one. This is one I always remember. And it's probably one of the only ones. <laughs> so we're, we're going into that USC game my senior year, right? It's one versus five or four. I can't remember what we were, but we were ranked in the top, whatever, six. And we're going again that game. We're going to play on ESPN. So all the magic of playing that game is, is beautiful. And I, I was blessed enough to be a captain on the team, which I was voted by teammates, which I like is by, by far, hands down, the greatest honor I think I've had to date. And uh, I go into a, one of those – who was the guy that was doing the uh, – dang it. Analyst was doing uh, interviews prior to the game. Popular analyst. I can't remember who he is now. But he asked, he asked the question um, if I thought – if I thought – oh, you know what? This is what it was, Jay. Sorry. It's all coming back to me. So it was after the game. Really popular analyst asked me this interview question, and he says, "You know, how do you think? What do you got? How are you feeling after this game?" And I said, "We lost the game, right?" And I said, "I feel like the better team lost today. I believe in my heart that nine out of ten times we beat those guys. This just happens to be the one time that they got us." And so I leave the room. I felt it. I was pissed, Jay. I was angry. Right? We just lost to Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, Lightning and Thunder. We had just shut them down pretty good. You know, you go down the list of their guys, Dwayne Jarrett, like you go down all of them, whatever. So long story short, I walk out of that room, Tedford heard me say it. 
he slaps me in the face, like gentle, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like he didn't beat me like some of these coaches that are getting kicked out, but he gave me like light, light, light little slap. And he gave me a smile. He stuck his finger up and then he kept going. He had heard what I said. I don't think he really fully appreciated it, but he knew, but he knew, he knew what was up and, and he did, and he didn't scold me for it. And I really did feel that man. I, I felt my heart. We play those guys nine out of 10 times. They just, the better team did win that day. I couldn't say it out loud though. <laughs> now, here's the deal, Jay. In that game, we had Aaron Rodgers first and goal. Okay. First and goal. And you tell me, I think we're at the eight yard line or something. And if we punch it in, we go up by whatever amount that is way better than where we were at. And we don't, we, we don't punch it in. We don't punch it in. We kick a field goal first and goal with Aaron Rodgers against those guys. Right. I would have put a bet. Yeah. If I could go back in time, I would have bet at the time that Aaron, I think he was like 23 of 26 that day too. It was crazy. And you had an NFL running back too. I don't know which one it was, but I know you guys had an NFL running back as well. All of them. Jay. <laughs> yeah. He, that's Tedford. That's Tedford. Tedford U is quarterback running back. We had uh, a Dean Chinobi Echimandu, who was an NFL guy. Then you had, it was JJ Arrington. Then you had Marshawn Lynch as the backup. Come on. J.J. Arrington was a Arizona Cardinal, played probably three or four years in the NFL, yeah. and then Marshawn was the backup, and then Justin was the backup to the backup. Crazy. That's a wild running back room. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, try to tackle the, try tackling those. You become a better tackler at practice for sure when you got those three guys, you know, scampering around. Pretty, pretty, pretty hard to not get better for sure. Do you ever pick off Aaron Rodgers in practice? Oh yeah, man, that's my claim to fame, Jay. <laughs> Come on, I, one of one of the things that I take I took from him at the time it always stick with me is he said you're I played against a lot of safeties. You're one of the hardest to. He'd run two verts down the middle, right, and I'd always make a play on the ball, and I'd always play opposite of where he was looking, because uh, he because he's gotten Jedi Matt yeah. wizardry. Yeah, he's trying to look he you off. You're like, oh, I know what you're yeah. trying to do. Oh yeah. I, I got you, Jay. I'm, I'm in. I was in Rogers. Yeah. No, I, I probably he got me more than he got me. If I'm being real, Jay. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, but still though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But it was for sure. It was fun. Those were good times, man. That 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 competitive field was incredible. Okay, so can't talk to a cow guy without asking, what's it like to play in the big game? Oh, it's 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 it, you know the game itself is awesome. Well, and I, I think at the time, so it's awesome when two teams are really, really strong, like really running, right? We had, they had Harbaugh at the time, Harbaugh running at coach, right? So you had uh, two Tedford Harbaugh. You talk about the storylines. It's the lead up to the game, man. The luncheons that you do, you know, the, you feel it from the alumni. And I got to be a part of that as, again, as being blessed as a captain to be able to kind of run through the run up. You're going to these, you go, you go to these bonfires at night with students getting after it. You're just like all week long. It's like this festivity of events. It's just super fun. You, I don't even think anybody goes to this class, man. <laughs> like two tough universities to like pass if you miss a day or two. And like nobody's going to school for a week, including <laughs> the professors, by the way. And, you know, you just you have that the magic of the lead up. And then you get to the game and it's like full houses. At the time we were packing the houses. Right. So it was like whatever they get at 65, 70,000. Berkeley, you get 75, 80,000, whatever it is. It's just electric. Like, and it doesn't matter what the records are. Like it, it really doesn't. It's like the game is going to be hard fought 
and it's a coin flip for sure a coin flip but i tell you what we won a lot of coin flips uh you know my years there which is always nice yeah that's awesome now i was just thinking about it not exactly football related but Cowboys, or berkeley is kind of a crazy place to be it's, I, w- during your time there was that when they were doing like there were people like in the trees <laughs> yep, and yep they were definitely yeah, in the trees. Yeah. <laughs> definitely in the trees. You remember that, Jay? Right yeah, by the stadium. Yeah. It was just the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> just you go to the game, walk up to the game, and then you just see people up in these trees because somebody's cutting down trees and they want to just live in these trees for like weeks and months. <laughs> just yeah. Jay is spot on. Jay, you're spot on. It's 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 wild. Let me give some context though, okay? Because because for sure, Berkeley fits the stereotype. But you had at the time. Tedford was was on, and he's gonna. I believe in my heart, he'll do it here in Fresno. I mean, people follow him. He was he was on the hunt to renovate the stadium. Was like falling apart, right? You had a fault line running yeah, through it's, it. Yeah, it's built on a fault line, like. Right, right. Like literally, you could see it, right? You could see the shift in the cracks and whatever. And so he was on this he was on this hunt to to update the the stadium. And so I think it was a hundred and fifty million dollar renovation or some crazy amount back in the day. And you know these these activists did not want the trees cut down and to their credit like they're like everything in berkeley is old as dust right that's part of the lure and the magic and so these guys would camp out and they didn't want the trees getting cut down so they just stayed up they literally climbed up and they would rotate and you know berkeley's berkeley's pretty much known for preserving you know however you want to look at it progress holding on to or preserving tradition and stopping progress however you want to look at it but yeah, that was one of the things. And then you had these like naked, uh, <laughs> these I didn't get, I really did get, but you had like naked run in the street um, marathons, <laughs> like, I don't know, a couple of times a year where they legitimately could ride their bike or run in the street naked. And they, they like, you know, they helped, people helped kind of set up this support for it. Yeah, you had some weird stuff, man, for sure. I mean, stuff I say weird to me, but very normal to that, you know, to that demographic. But yeah, entertaining for sure, Daniel. Like, I, I, I say, if you haven't been out to Berkeley in a while, get out there. You'll see everything. You're saying weird, but I'm thinking we just discovered why you why you chose Cal for the naked marathons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man, I, that, that those were tough, man, because it's not the naked. It's oftentimes, yeah, it's the not the naked you want to see. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, you know, it's like. You know, I want to see my, well, I probably shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> you know, we all like seeing our wives and our significant others and whoever we love, but it's like, ah, some of that stuff, you, you can't be doing that, you know? Yeah. Oh. No, I, I never got used to that though. All, all honesty, that stuff is like, that's not necessarily my cup of tea, but I just walk down a different street. That's all I do. Well, it's, it's about as opposite as you can get from Clovis, California too, so... That's what I loved about it though. That was like, that was the lure for me. It was like, Oh, I'd never, I never experienced that. And I, I've always been curious. I think that's probably maybe a little bit of my, um, I don't know, my, my bet to my benefit. And I also had a cost at times, super curious about things. Want to know more. want to know why people behave a certain way. It's part, part of what I do now, you know, so grows on you. It grows on you. <laughs> so your calculator. Like choice. <laughs> So your Cal career, you always you make it all the way, you know, you're team captain at the end. And uh you know, is that one of those you mentioned that was a big honor for you being voted team captain. So are you thinking at this point, like what what 
are you thinking, okay, I'm I'm done playing football after Cal, or what? What's kind of your thought process there? I think my 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 I, my heart was half in it. I, I think I lost belief that I could. So if I'm if I'm reflecting right now, I often I'm, why why didn't I make it? Definitely went after it. You know, I had a chance. My family supported me. My brother and my sister in law were my ex sister in law at the time were um, basically giving me helping support me pursue you know, training after college. And so I trained, I had a couple of tryouts, they didn't go so well. Um, but I had a couple of tryouts that were pretty legit, had an agent, you know, did the whole shebang. And then um, just, I, I don't, my heart wasn't fully in belief. And so there were, there were some corners that I cut, you know, I had a train, a trainer, we had our Cal trainer at the time, coach John was awesome. And then we, I had another trainer who the agent was paying to like focus on, on speed work. And, you know, I just, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't fully buy in. I'm not quite sure why at the time. I, you know, I had high expectations. I, I certainly went after it a little bit. Um, but I didn't make it there. But what ended up happening is, which is crazy, Jay, I don't know if you know the story, but I ended up going in, over to Europe. And Europe has a, a, a system, EFL is what it's called, European Football League, which I think you had a guy on not so long ago who played in like Italy or Spain or something. Uh, yeah, Wesley played in Germany. There it is. Yeah. So same. So every country has it, right? I ended up going to Paris, which is <laughs> was a no-brainer for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So two years to go play, which I consider it semi-pro, right? They basically give you a stipend. They pay a little bit. It's like not enough to like save and come do something big here. But I spent two years playing for the Paris Flash, which was just a blast, man. I was. You want to talk about Berkeley on steroids? Uh, take this kid from Sanger all the way to Paris for two years, right? And uh, we go out for some beers sometimes. I'll definitely share some some crazy stories that I can't share here. <laughs> but it was fun. That was fun. It was American in Paris playing American football. And, you know, we, we end up making it to championship, which you play all over. You play in Austria. You play in Germany. It's the travel that's, like, super awesome for me, right? And you play in Italy. I played in Bergamo, Italy, Bergamo. You know, you play La Hospitat, Spain. You get to be the the big fish, by the way. I had a kid on the team who, which is kind of crazy, but the linebacker on the team was from USC, Colin Ashton at the time. Who had, we, we had a good time, you know, going back and forth with our rivalry out there being on the same team. But, yeah, that was my story, man. I, was, I, I took my shot, fell short. I'm kind of the, the consummate. I didn't put my all into it and paid the price for that. So I always guess, I don't know, what would happen if I put it all in my training? Won't make that mistake again, that's for sure. <laughs> so we, we talked to a lot of basketball players who have played overseas in Europe, and you know you always kind of wonder, you ask what that experience is like. And as a football player, I mean, that's not – it makes a little more sense of basketball, right, that it's a big sport over there. But playing American football in France, I mean, are, you, are there are, – is there a big crowd coming out or what's, what's the whole experience like? like? <laughs> big, big crowd, big crowd in Austria, big crowd in Germany. You probably get by big crowd. You're like, you're getting like a, you're getting a solid Clovis high football back in those days, like a, a solid, like six, seven, eight. I don't know what we get back in the day, Jay, seven, 8,000. Yeah. Game. Right. So you're getting you're it's pretty much that same feel in terms of fans. They're pretty rabid because they don't quite understand the game, but definitely enough. Like you're out there for the experience and for the joy. Um, but I think, you know, for me, like I'll just paint the picture. You, you get you're a subway away from going wherever you want in Paris. 
you've got enough money to just blow it on whatever you want, right? And then you're practicing football at 8 p.m. at night. So this is what's crazy because some of the guys are journeymen that, you know, are trying to think of it as like um, like a NFL bringing over European players to kind of learn the game or, you know, be a part of the team. I forget what they call that program, but same thing for Frenchmen. So then they would come on the team. Some of the guys are paid, some are not. Frenchmen would come on the team and awesome, awesome guys learning the game. A lot of them are pretty damn good, but you know, the, it's, there's a little bit of a drop off from the guy that's just trying to, trying to learn the game. And so you're, you're practicing from eight to 10 PM and you're traveling all over Paris, all over France. You're traveling to different countries every, every weekend. It's like, it's glorious, man. And you're try at the time I'd never been to Germany. I don't know, Jay, have you traveled all over Europe? Where I've never, yeah, I've never been to Europe, never been across the pond. You got to go, man. I'm telling you. And it, it just, it changes everything. It's partially why, you know, I love the Bay Area is like, you just have all these diverse group of people, but you know, you, you're eating food that you've never tried before. Some of it you regret some of it. You're like, Oh, this is, you know, it's good stuff. Lentils and sausages and whatever, you know, it's, you're eating Neapolitan pizza. You know, you're just, you're, you're enjoying it, man. It's beautiful. It was a wonderful two years. I, some of my best friends are still involved in my life from, from Paris and doing great things now, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's wonderful, man. It's awesome. Well, it, it sounds like a, a nice way to, uh, if you're not going to go, you know, to the NFL, it sounds like a nice way to kind of put a wrap on a, on a long football career there. It was, it's, it's the, uh, I like to call it the, the golden parachute, right? You're I'm out there for football, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like you get to walk out into the sunset and I got to hang them up when I felt like I didn't have it anymore. You know, so it was, yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. Walking out into the sunset. It was great. Just happened to be speaking a different language. <laughs> now you did, you mentioned earlier that you, uh, at some point you were back and doing some coaching with, uh, with geo. So was that always something you wanted to get into? Ah, oh, one of the greatest honors. No, absolutely not. I had, <laughs> No interest, and I walk into Neighbors, and Jay, you know Chris Bessinger. Yeah, Bessinger, yep. Incredible coach, man, and incredible human being. He uh, he was coaching with Gio at the time, and we had played, again, another legend at Clovis High, right? He yeah, plays Bessie. at Sac State. Baller. Yep. And, and just like I said, awesome human. He, uh, I walk into Neighbors, you grab a burger, and he says, hey, Gio's over coaching at Buchanan with me. Come say hello. And I'm pretty sure he knew like that. I would, I would be hooked. And then when you're around geo, it's like the itch came back, right? All the competitive spirit. And then you walk into geos, they got set up. Joe Aiello was the principal out there, you know? So I walk into a room and you got, um, coach Vogt and, and geo sitting there and I'm just coming to say hello. And little did I know it was a recruiting trip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you sit with vote and you, I mean, the man, he's genius. I, again, better human than a coach and he's pretty damn good, good, good coach. Right. So then he sit with Gio and he's like, he, he's like, just come check out a practice. It's like that. Just dip, put your toe in. Right. And I get hooked. I got hooked, man. And I coaching with Gio for the last three years and all those coaches, Del Simone. I mean, you just go down the list, man. And to be able to, I, I didn't realize one of the, probably one of my favorite experiences all time. Jay, you know, this as a coach, it's like, you can't replicate, being around awesome men all the time and you know geo's coach you know some pretty phenomenal football players but he turns them into like 
these kids are, they're awesome. They're great. They've become, you know, there's geos faith driven. So we're a lot of what we're doing is, is, um, you know, is being driven by that. And so it's fun. And then you got kids like Kendall Milton and Brock Jones and Cameron Braca and Hayden Peterson and Jerry Lingle. And, you know, you go down this list of guys and it's, it's just a, it was a blast. And geo makes it easy because he doesn't do anything, you know, less than a hundred percent. So he's running that thing like it's like it's a college program. And that's why they win, right? And that's why, you know, these human beings that are created out are awesome. It's awesome, man. One of one of my hands down, my favorite experience in education, and I've had some pretty good ones to this point. Yeah, that list of it's crazy. You just you ran through a bunch of names right there that he got you got to coach. I mean, Brock Jones, Brock Jones, what that kid's doing right now is absolutely incredible. Guys, I mean, you want to talk about, like, you talk about the Wolves that were coaches, right? Like, again, Paris Gaines, Berrien, Bernard Berrien out there. You go, you know, Kalai Kai, you like Hanamai Kai. Shoot, I probably butchered his last name. <laughs> Former BYU football player, right? You got Geo, Geo attracts awesome men. And then in turn, those guys attract and turn gr- good kids into awesome men. And so... Yeah, Brock Jones was one of the best, hands down, uh, not just athletes, but just human. Jalen Cropper, we had, you know, we had some kids that could play. And they come, right? They come because they want to be a part of uh, the magic of what Gio, what Giordano's created out there. And again, I mean, tip the cap, Coach Cooper, Mike Cooper, you remember that guy, Jay? I do not. Trey Mitchell, have you met Trey Mitchell? Yeah, you gotta know yeah, 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 yeah. Clovis High Cooper's, yeah. man. Baseball. Yeah. Trey Mitchell, well, he happens to be an awesome quarterback coach. Um, okay. And, you know, Ross, you got Coach Ross out Wood. there. You got, you, yeah, Ross Wood, you know what's up. All those guys, you know, it was, I came back, it was, I, if I'm being honest, it was really hard decision because you got people like Cheryl Rogers who you want, you know, you want to uphold traditions that you're used to in Clovis. Um, but, the opportunity to stand next to Matt Giordano and then what he represents and all that follows. It was a, it was a no brainer. Once he had me at hello. What's the, what's the <laughs> same? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was a blast, man. It was a lot of time. Like Jay, like you know, Jay, it's like dedicate a lot of time and put a lot of effort into it. And you know, the reward is super high. So it was always, wasn't easy on my wife. I actually have to give a lot of credit to my wife. Honey Gutierrez, she's got to hear that. She, she's, uh, you want to talk about the ultimate wolf? She, she's beast, Jay. She take the, <laughs> you have your five month, she take our five month old baby out in the 40 degree weather, whole, wearing her with our little six and four year old. Running your little marathon? She, yeah. And she'd like go out to the games and like, you know, I mean, I, I, I get to run with wolves, but she's a, she's for sure an alpha, no doubt. They're just fun. And then the kids' memories. I mean, I could go on forever about this, Daniel. My kids, my kids, my boys, they loved going out there and like they talk about it now. When are you going to go coach? Mm-hmm. You know, when are you going to get back into it? Um, but now, now, now the coaching will come from the sidelines or in the stands. I'll be up in the stands. That's Matt awesome. Giordano ever comes calling. Matt, Matt ever calls, calls me up again. He'd be a guy <laughs> I'd listen to for sure. Chris Bessinger, Coach Vote, any of those guys for sure. Absolutely. I love it, man. Well, man, Ryan, thank you so much. This has been awesome. I just can't can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your day. 
humbled, humbled man. Uh, and Daniel, hopefully we get to meet each other uh, in person one day. I'd love to Absolutely. shake your hand in person. Jay, you're the man. Um, I love what you're doing, man. Keep going, Jay. I think, I think you're onto something, by the way. I appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it, Ryan. Huge Thank fan. you. You'll you have a you'll have a fan up in the Bay Area. I'll spread I'll spread the word. <laughs> Everybody go. should be listening. There you go. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ryan. Appreciate it. Absolutely, fellas. Take care. You've been listening to the Off the Bench podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench. <laughs>